this week on the Time Bat Show. Uh, uterus excluderus. Hello everyone and welcome to the Time Bat Show, episode number 260 something. I've lost count. I'm one of your hosts, Time Aces. I'm your other host, Bat Snacks. And it's been a hot minute since we've uh, done an episode of these, hasn't it? Yeah, we've we've been skipping a week here and there during the... During the coronavirus pandemic. During the times. The times. Is that what we're going to call these? Like at the... <laughs> at the end? Like, you remember like when the uh, Irish people were going through like the... You know, Republican army like revolt. They called it the Troubles. Yes. You know, do you think we'll call this the Times? We can. I think it's cool. I didn't think about the Irish people. I thought about in Final Fantasy Nine when Spiro was being invaded by Sin the first time. Uh huh. And they call it what did they call it? It was like the it was something like the Troubled yeah. Times. It was like the Bad Years or something. It wasn't. It wasn't like yeah. that. But yeah, it had a specific okay. name. Um, but yeah, we're totally going to have a name for this when it's all done. Like, remember that however many months it was where everyone was at home and they're like, oh yes, the times, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what name you'll, it will you'll, go. you'll like, you'll talk about it around kids and like a, adults will say like, those were the trouble times <laughs> and then their face will change and the kids will get scared. And it's like, yeah. I wonder what happened during the trouble times. Do you think anyone, do you think we'll tell people? Yeah, or do you I, think I we're think, just going to collectively forget about? I think we'll tell all people. This? We might collectively forget. So, like, we're getting further and further from the collectively forget, right? As it goes on, we're less likely to collectively forget. If this went on for like three weeks and then it was over, I think we would have we would collectively forget after a couple of years. But since it's lasted so long, it's going to be a thing that we remember. I think, you know what I mean. We'll remember it, but what I'm thinking is, so usually when you have a troubled time, something really cool, well, not cool, but something exciting happens. Yeah, interesting. Like sin invades your town and blows up your blitzball (laughs) stadium. There's a war going on or a hurricane. This is kind of a shameful, embarrassing time where no one's actually doing anything cool. Nothing is happening. Yeah. Nothing is being created. Nothing is being uh, done. You know, it's just just boring. I've had troubled times in my life that exciting things happen during, and I'll talk about those. I'll yeah. be like, oh, yeah, that was a bad week. I got in a car crash. You know? But it's like makes for an interesting story. This isn't an interesting story it's at not, all. It's like, it's yeah, not. we just... Um, <laughs> we watched Netflix and sat around in our pajamas. <laughs> and there were a bunch of idiots that made us really nervous. And that was it. That's all that <laughs> happened. But, like, yeah, like, if you had an, uh, a week that was really stressful... At least it's like it's a good story at the end of the day. Like, oh, I got in a car accident, but then I I got a new job, but then I got mugged, but then I like identified the mugger at the police station. You know, like it's a stressful yeah. week, but like something ha- cool things happen that makes for a story. This is like the last two months. I can't describe one thing that was like, you know, exciting or whatever. So yeah, that's that's what. I, as I said, that my dog came up to me, so she's telling me that. 
she's exciting, and that was the one exciting thing <laughs> that happened, which is true. Your dog is exciting. Yeah. I'm glad you have a dog now. That's so cool. Me too. It makes this easier, I will say that. Because, uh, you know, it's an extra person to to talk to, even though they don't respond to you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. The times. I think dogs are more special than people when it comes to conversation. I've noticed that when I'm around other groups of friends, especially people I'm not really comfortable with, mm-hmm. when there's a dog there, it's so much easier. Because so you can just talk to the dog. Yeah, and if someone happens to listen, fine. But if they don't, cool, the dog's listening to me. Yeah, the yeah. dog's super stoked. He's like, yes, you're talking to me. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, having a dog is nice. I just talk to her randomly. It's nice to have somebody to talk to. But anyway, um, I think we will refer to this as something. But I don't know if it's like... Here's an interesting question. When this is in the history books, because it will be, do you think it'll be a long chapter or a really, really short one? <laughs> you know what I mean? It depends, maybe. Because, I mean, there's really not a lot to write about. Mm-mm. There's not. Like, there's really not a lot to write about. Yeah. I mean, when, when I was learning about plagues in school, we didn't really learn about specific plagues. It was more just the idea of plagues. And yeah, it was like, like three examples. It was like the Black Plague happened. It lasted a really long time, and it killed this many people. And that was like the paragraph about it. And it's like, that's it. And you're like, okay, did anything else happen? It's like, nope, a lot of people died at the end. And it's like, okay, I think we're going to be that. And it's going to be like a paragraph long of like, this is what happened, and that's it. Because nothing else is happening during the time. What it might be is the question we'll get on the future test by future generations is going to be, name three big plagues in the past. <laughs> yes. And this years. is going to be one of them. And we'll be one of those. Yeah. yeah. We'll the times will be one of them. It's, it's just interesting that, um, I mean, we're all collectively going through this together, so everyone's experiencing the same utter boredom at the same time. Um, so I think we're going to look back on it, not fondly, but like it's going to be like a, a global, like, we're going to all have this as like a shared experience almost, which is, I don't know, it's a unique thing. It's unique. Do you think we'll miss it? No. I, th- I think some people will. I certainly will not. Um, I think some people absolutely will because some people thrive on adapting to situations and thriving in those situations. Um, I am not one of those people. Um, I've learned a little about myself during this and it's very interesting because I hate new things. Like I hate like change, right? Like I hate it, but I like live for it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I like new things frighten me and change frightens me and I hate it, but I'm like living for that and I'm expecting that and I'm like excited about it, even if excitement is is fear or whatever. Like it's like what keeps me going, if that yeah. makes sense. So it's like the novelty of I don't know what's next, I don't know what's around the corner, or the excitement of doing something new for the first time. You know, making plans to do something new. That's like what drives me forward as a human, you know, and this is like, there's nothing new. There's no novelty. You're doing the same thing over and over again. And uh, there's no change. It's all static. And for the first week or whatever, it's like, oh, this is a nice change of pace. I'm, I'm enjoying myself. But then you get used to it and you realize there's nothing new. And 
me as like a human and like the expectation of like being able to do something or like something new to happen or something to be excited about or even frightened about or like nervous about like doesn't exist anymore and it's like boring you know yeah i feel Um, you it's just super boring to me um but i think some people thrive on that like some people are in their comfort zone right now and they're like oh nothing's happening i don't have to worry about anything it's just like just sit at home and do nothing you know and i think some people love it um i just i don't you know and it's less about it's less about going out in the world and like talking to people and going to restaurants or whatever it's more about being only able to do like three things <laughs> over and over and over right it's like all you're really allowed to do right now is sit at home and work watch tv and eat and or play or you know games or something you know like those are the the three or four things there's a handful of things you can do you know you're allowed to do and mm. you know for me that gets old really fast and i get really bored really fast yeah that gets old for me really fast too so like even if i could just go somewhere do something different you know but doing everything different requires you to leave like most things require you to leave the house at some point you know what i mean so yeah that's my that's my takeaway but i do think some people will miss it which is going to be weird um i think some people are going to when we get back in the world they're going to miss it and they're going to be like you know what i'm just going to become a hermit from now on you know i liked this lifestyle i'm going to continue it um and you know good for them i don't have any problem with them doing that um but i'm certainly not going to you know i don't know about you yeah i started back at work this week we we went back into the offices this week yeah that's wild yeah it's really crazy um (laughs) it's wild i think it's made me feel a little better though i mean other than like being in danger and you know but you're you're changing locations it feels like when you're done with work you can go home and it's a change of scenery you know yeah yeah it 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 really it feels better i don't know if that's like a cool thing to say right now but it 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 feels better no i i i I completely get it and i think if i was able to do something like that i would feel better too even though i know it's like not good to be doing but like to have that change and that new thing that kind of novelty you know it keeps life interesting you know you're breaking up the routine what is weird is we're all required to wear masks and gloves like at all times of the day Mm -hmm. and i've never had to do anything like that i don't think any office has ever done something like that yeah so that's super super weird how's that going i don't like wearing masks and gloves they're uncomfortable and i feel like I'm breathing in my eyes all day and I get sweaty in the gloves and <laughs> I'm like typing and my hands get sweaty and yeah, you look they're, around at everybody around you and they're all just like, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> they're not super, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not very breathable and it's kind of annoying and i get why we do it but i mean i wear a mask when i go out sometimes like to the grocery store and i wear glasses and you can't see i can't see anything i can barely see um well sometimes sometimes it's fine but sometimes i'm like breathing into there so it's definitely not super comfortable um especially if you're doing like something that requires uh breathing breathing heavy (laughs) breathing you're not gonna 
have a good time like running or lifting things or whatever it's hard it's very hard um yeah i think the front of those masks are supposed to be breathable but when i breathe in them my breath just goes back into my face they're not supposed to be breathable that's kind of the point though yeah like you're supposed to only get a certain amount of oxygen uh because it's filtering out so much other stuff but it feels like you're taking a very shallow breath which you are um but it's not it's not a fun thing (laughs) to do um but yeah what kind of masks are they just regular or? um I like we started home. with the n95 mm-hmm. ones but we didn't have very many of those so we've switched to the surgical masks okay so did they give you those or did you have to buy them or whatever or they have stations at the door the way they've set up the offices um we have three entrances and mm-hmm. the front entrance is the one people are allowed to go into, and the other entrances are for exit only. Interesting. Yeah, Different so you, you go in the entrance, and at the entrance there's a, a, a virus station or something, mm-hmm. and it's got a, like a platter with masks and gloves on it and hand sanitizer. Oh, I see, and you like do that before you go into yeah, the office. Yeah, you're supposed to do that before you walk in the office. And sense. they've got some stations like all around the office with... They they have different virus platters all around the office. Well, that's they're good. like an hors d'oeuvre tray. At least but... they're trying to do that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Still feel weird about it though. Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I, I feel weird about it. I don't know what it's going to be like when we go back to the office. My work, like, I don't know if it's going to be. It's going to be a while. I feel like. Yeah. But it's hard to say. Once you do, you'll probably be doing something similar. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, I would imagine. So I'll so, update. Okay. When you left your office, yeah. did like what all did you get to take? Like, do you have still do you still have decorations in your office? That, oh yeah, that are I, yours. I have all my yeah. I have a lot of like office stuff, like personal decoration stuff in my office yeah. that I've accumulated. All that's still there. Um, I so only that's t- just sitting there. Yeah, I only took with me my. Uh, and I didn't do this immediately. I got it later. But my work computer and a work monitor and a work keyboard and mouse. And, yeah, that's it. Oh, and a webcam. So, like, I took all that stuff from my office uh, to work from home. But all my, like, personal stuff mm-hmm. is there still, you know. But I don't need it. But it's just, like, you know, your little whatever statue someone gave you for Christmas that one year, you know, is yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. And that, like... Like a medal you have. I have a, like a bottle of, like, Bob Ross soda or whatever on my desk that it's stupid. And I have a Indiana Jones pin, you know what I mean? Like, they're dumb little mm-hmm. work knickknacks, you know, and they're all still there. So... Um, yeah. I have a Reddit question that kind of goes along with that. Let's do it. So this was asked by uh, Max T Games. Okay, thank you, Max. He says, um, "I left a television at my school and I don't know how to get it back. I brought a TV to high school for a club, but he was unable to get it out of the school before they closed. Is there a person I should call? Where would it have moved? I'm not returning to this same high school next year, so I can't just wait until fall. Shit. What do you do? Uh, I would call facilities." And I don't know, there must be someone that handles the facilities of the school. Like, whoever's the boss of the janitor, you know, is who you want to talk to, basically. I think. Um, 
and they might just be out of luck. They might not be able to get their TV back, but it's their property. They have the right to get it back. Um, yeah, I don't really know what I would do. I'm imagining it's for like Super Smash Brothers Club. What's or the whatever club? They have. Yeah, it depends on what the club was, and if if the student was asked to bring the TV in by a teacher, then they 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 absolutely need to be able to get it back. Um, if the student brought it in without permission, uh, they should still be able to get it back, but it might be harder. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if this was like for a club where it's like, we need a volunteer to bring in a TV for da 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 da, and they're like, oh, I'll do it, they should absolutely be able to get it back somehow. Uh, but if they brought it in on a whim to like play a video game or whatever, like without permission, then it's going to be harder to like convince anybody that to let them in to get it back. Um, yeah. I agree. Like you try to, I mean, schools probably don't have their regular phone line open right now, but you could probably find someone to email that's actually checking their email address. Yeah. That can get you in touch with someone. Someone needs to let you back in. And I bet this has happened multiple times. Like, yeah. With not just computers or TVs, but like random stuff that people leave at school. Like teachers leave a lot of stuff in their, in their desk and like they're going to need to get that back, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, it, back in school, we had lockers, and you kept everything in that locker, yeah. even personal stuff. Yeah. And schools closed so fast. I'm pretty sure most schools did not have time to give their kids time to take their locker almost, stuff almost out. Almost certainly, yeah. And yeah. The books are still in there. There could be some food in there that's spoiling, <laughs> right? I'm serious. There could be, like, electronics, you know, calculators, um, you know, iPads, you know, watches. Yeah. Stuff like valuable stuff, you know, in their lockers. Uh, yeah, and how do you get that back? I don't know. You definitely need to be able to because it's your property. So, yeah, I just don't know if you will. If you're a senior, you go to college next year. I mean, they're, they're not going to let every senior back in the school, right? No, they're not, but they're going to have to give them their property back somehow. Like I think they need they need to give it back. Like they have to have an outlet to giving it back. There has to be a way. If there's not yeah. a way, then that's cause to sue the school district. On I would say, like I'm not saying you should do that, but like you need to you need to be able to retrieve your property, especially if you stored it in a locker and it was used for school and you bought it out of pocket. Like yeah. you bought a T89 calculator. You know those things are a hundred dollars for math, and it's in your locker, and you need it for college. You need to be able to go get that back, like full yeah. stop. You need to be able to get that back, and if the school has to literally send it to you in the mail, that's what they need to do. You know, like I'm not, you know, a hundred percent that needs to be able to happen. Um, that's why I think there's probably a way to do this. I would hope that schools have figured out that, oh, we need to figure out a way to get students back their stuff. But I don't know. I have no idea how to even start that conversation. I would say email somebody. Yeah. Meet us in the parking lot. We'll trade plastic bags or something. Well, so what my work did um, with stuff was like, hey, does anyone need anything at the studio? And what they did is they had um, time slots. We could go back and get it. So it's like go to this Google spreadsheet and tell them what time you want to go get your stuff. And that's the only person allowed in the whole building. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. you. So they activate your card just for that hour. 
and you go in and you grab all your stuff and then you leave. And then the next person on the schedule between 10 and 11 is the same thing. And then 12, you know, 11 to 12 and then 1 to 2 or 12 to 1 and 1 to 2, et cetera, et cetera. So they yeah. made it so that like there's little time slots where you minimize all the people going back at once. And I think that's a clever way to to do it. Um, it might be it might take a lot longer as a school because there's a lot more students. But you could do that. You could do something like that. Yeah, know. that makes sense. That's a lot of work, but you could you could figure out I mean, maybe it's like a, a lot of work, but they're not doing it. Like the schools aren't doing anything. Like that's true. Like what is the administrator doing right now? You know, I mean, let him do something. So like, make him do this because they need their shit back for college or whatever. So I don't know. That's what that's my opinion. I think there's a smart way to do it. I think there's a way to do it. And I think um, schools are obligated to be able to get the students their their stuff back so that's my yeah I, I agree with you as for this kid with his tv i don't know that's i don't know i would i mean they she should be able to get it back but it's hard to say if he will be able to yeah because <laughs> it sounds like a more personal non-school related item yeah um but i don't know this is a weird question this is an interesting question though had did, were there any interesting responses that you saw I let me check. Because mine would be contact like the administrator or like the facilities manager yeah. or whatever if you can find that. Ago Dunk Malm, thanks Ago Dunk Malm. Uh, he says contact the club advisor. It may well have been moved. Yeah, don't contact the club advisor. Right, the club they, guy is not going to be able to do anything. He's a volunteer. They he's don't pay him. Do he's not been in the. School. He probably has no idea what happened to the TV. Facilities is gonna know. Like the people that yeah. clean the rooms and like manage like the locks and shit, they're gonna know what happened. If anyone knows, they all know what happened to the TV. Yeah, I bet Actually, you can go. Uh, Echo Dunkmaum. He says, "Source: I'm a high school teacher." No, you're not. That's bad advice. <laughs> Maybe he is, and he just doesn't know that. That's not gonna get you anywhere. So I think what this this kid should do is go on the school's website. There's probably a list of faculty. I think they're required by law to list faculty on the school website. They probably mm -hmm. all have an email address. And you find, like, administration or facilities or something related to that, like upkeep of the campus. And you email that person and see. And you, you probably choose, like, three or four people to email. And email yeah. them all of them at the same time. And CC them all so they all see it. And then go from there. Yeah. If you really want to get some leverage, go on the district website and CC the superintendent. Yeah. Maybe that's like a farther along step, though, if, yeah. you, if, you, if this doesn't work. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good like, if, if you just get an email back from the principal, like, five minutes later saying, I didn't see it. I just, I don't know where <laughs> I it is. I looked and it's gone. <laughs> uh, and he's like, he stole it. And it's in his house. Yeah. Now. He's like, it was a nice TV. Um,. What else is going on in the world? Today? What have you been doing this week to s stay busy? Describe what? Describe, describe. We should do this every every episode. Describe yeah, your week to me. Oh my god, all the days are blurring together. Like I don't even know what I did this week. You know, um, uh, it was it was a rough week, but it was better than last week for me because you were in the office. Yeah, par that's partially why. Okay, let me yeah. see if I can walk you through this week because I honestly barely remember um should i start with saturday sunday or monday because it depends you know what i mean like what day you begin 
Yeah. If you're in the office, then the week starts on Monday. But when you're working from home, <laughs> the it week... kind of starts. <laughs> There's no start, really, to the yeah. week. It's always. Uh, so what day should I start on? Um, uh, let's start Sunday, maybe, because that's when you have to start thinking about it being Monday. Yeah. I guess that's okay. yeah, sort yeah. of okay. solid. So Sunday, I woke up. I walked my dog like really early in the morning she likes to wake me up really early to walk which is cute but annoying i did that and then i um i want to say i ate leftovers from the day before for lunch because i remember saturday night i ordered out uh not ordered delivery and i ordered like a lot of food i don't remember what i got but I remember I got enough to have, like, a meal on Saturday, on Sunday. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I had some leftovers for lunch. Oh, and then I played virtual D&D uh, on Sunday with a friend. Have you me. kept up with your D&D group throughout yes, all this? Yes, so I have. Dude, ours broke up. <laughs> okay, so this is something to talk about. So I have... Oh, I've got a good story. Tell yours, please. Do you want to tell it? Mine is not really a story, but... Can you you want to tell yours first, or do you want me to just get? Sure. So our D and D group, on top of the COVID nonsense, okay. um, I've been playing with this D and D group probably for like six to eight months now. Okay. So pretty long time. Yeah. I mean, our characters are like close to level ten. Okay. We've we've been through a lot together. We meet weekly. Mm-hmm. A decent on clip. To- yeah. Yeah. On top of it being COVID dark times mm-hmm. there was a breakup in the group and that kind of like sealed. a like a relationship breakup yeah the, a oh, relationship no. ended in the group that's actually really funny uh and then did the did the group break up when i heard that there was a breakup because i'm i'm friends with the girl but not the guy she broke up with i just stopped checking the group uh-huh. like and you assumed group. it's gone and I haven't gotten any texts, um, so I'm just kind of assuming it's not happening. There anymore. was a breakup in our group, too. But it is continuing on uh, somewhat awkwardly. But Ooh. it's fine. Um, I mean, I don't want to get too personal on the, yeah, on but the thing. That, you met that this make... person, though. <laughs> <laughs> you met her. She was on the show. Did uh, I meet both people? Y- yes, you met both of them. Oh, we great. like hung out at night when you were when you came to visit. Yes. <laughs> anyway, that's over, and the sh- the the show goes on as it will, as it were. Yeah, uh, which is a little awkward, but it's fine. It's fine. You know, it's, it's okay. That's cool of you guys to keep going like that because I just we just bailed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I think, I mean, I think we're, I mean, we're all mature enough to, like, put it past that. Um, gets a little awkward at times. Uh, but it's it's fine, mostly. Um, so. You're still having fun? It's Oh, yeah, still, yeah, like, yeah. So cool. I have two groups uh, I play D&D with now. So I have one we do on the weekends, and I have one we do on Monday or Tuesday night. Um, so the one on the weekends is by the same girl penguin problems who's been on the show before she did the mm-hmm. trivia for us she she dms that and i play with four i play with like four other people uh we have a party for and we've been doing that for like i want to say we started near the beginning of the year so probably four or five months or so um and we transitioned to virtual once the pandemic hit um, what do you guys use roll 20 okay um, I've heard of that. And then with my other group, we've been playing since, I don't know, October of last year. 
that I DM. And it was the same kind of thing. We When the pandemic hit, we were like, all right, let's just skip like a month and we'll see what shakes out. And then clearly, you know, <laughs> it wasn't shaking out. So mm-hmm. I decided to do Roll20 as well. Um, and it's working pretty well. Um, virtual D&D has a lot of pros and it has a lot of cons. Um, like playing. And I guess we'll talk about this because there's literally nothing else to talk about right now. Um, sure. Pro number one, you have access to digital maps and you can just throw them up on the computer and you can sh- like screen share with people and be like, this is where you are right now. And did it like this is exactly the place you are. And you can give them like tokens that they can move around. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they have like a lot of agency there and it's like really easy to like show what's happening. Um, con is if you want to do something on the fly, it's very hard to do uh, over the internet. Because like in rig- real D anD D, if if you're if some the party's doing something you didn't expect, and you're like, oh crap, okay, I need to draw a map really fast. You flip mm-hmm. your battle map over, and you're just like, here's the place, and this is what it looks like with the marker, you know? Yeah. Virtual, like you can kind of do that, like you can make drawings, but like it's not the same. Like it's, it's hard to spur of the moment kind of create stuff so you need to have all that stuff prepared so a major con to uh, virtual is you have to have a lot more prepared like you have to prepare a lot more stuff because you have to get all these maps ready and like you put them in the program and you know have to be like okay when they're here then then this map is here and i have this map ready and this map ready and this map ready so that when they go there they you see the map and they see the enemies and you know you got all those loaded into the thing correctly or whatever Whereas in, like, real time, you just need to have everything red. And you, like, maybe you need some, like, things, you know, preloaded or whatever, like, in real. Like, in, like, a notebook or whatever. But you can more easily just, like, open the monster manual if you if they're fighting something you didn't expect. And be like, oh, okay, he has this many hit points. It's fine. Uh, yeah. Whereas in virtual, it's more like they can't really see what they're fighting because you don't have, like, a mini. So you got to, like, like, put them in the map and then be like, okay... Uh, you know, he's here and I have to draw this map, kind of whatever. So the con would be like, I feel like I have to do a lot more work to prepare. Uh, yeah. Which you is can't cool. just like wing it. <laughs> I mean, you can definitely wing it. Like, uh, I mean, you can wing all D&D, but it's, the winging it is less effective than it is in re- real D&D. And like, I yeah, thrive. That makes sense. I thrive in winging it, you know, as a DM. Like, it's my favorite thing to do. And so like, this has forced me to prepare more, which is is fun and fine, but there's a lot of tedious prepare work. Whereas I feel like in real life D and D, it's a lot of prepare work that's like exciting for me because it's like, ooh, I'm gonna modify this storyline and make this enemy harder and da 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 da. Like, oh, this would be cool. Whereas online prepare is like, okay, I need to export this map out as a PNG and make sure it's thirty by thirty units long, you know, big, and make all the characters yeah. be able to fit on it. You know, it's more like tedious digital preparation um that makes sense so but it's working really well like it's working surprisingly well um i like being i like characters being able to like move around on the internet and i might actually miss that uh when we go back to real life but 
I definitely prefer real life D&D. It's more fun and it's more immediate. And it's more so it calculates like all the movement for you. Does it, it does it do like fog of war and so stuff? So it doesn't calculate the movement, but like you as the DM have control over that stuff. So like when okay. a character, the character can move and you can see how many units they're moving and be like, okay, you can like, yes, you can move there. So it's very similar to like moving a piece on a board or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you as the DM, you're just looking and being like, okay, yes, you can move that far or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you you can create tokens that have like armor class and HP, and you can either make the characters like the party see it or not. You know what I mean? And they yeah. can see their health, which is really cool. Uh, they can like put their health in there and see their armor class, so other other party members can see their stuff. So that's really neat. Um, and then you yeah, roll all online, so it's like you click the dice and you're like, I want to roll one d twenty plus five, and it just rolls for you. Um, which no is dice cool. falling under the couch. No <laughs> dice falling on the couch. I like real dice better still, but the dice is fine. Um, the real hard part is having a bunch of different maps and being able to like manage them all in the in the scenario. Because like it's not as easy as erasing and just redrawing something. You know, you got to be like, okay, I gotta click over here and make sure this is imported, and I better have imported it properly before we started playing. You know, or else it's not gonna work or whatever. But um, yeah, it works. I would suggest trying it. It's definitely, it's definitely better than um, not playing D anD D, and it's a little clunky, and it's kind of hard to get used to. But you can do most things on there, albeit slower than you can in real life. You know, but you yeah, can do most things on there. If I find a, a new group, because I think I'm just gonna put that one behind me, unfortunately. Yeah. You could be a, since we're doing this remotely, you could be a guest character on my campaign. Oh, do you want me to? I have a character. What what level are y'all? Uh, 10. 10? Or level 10, yeah. I might be a little under level. But... I can just make you, you can just make a level 10 character uh, and be a guest character if you want. That or I can make a fun. character for you. I actually have a really fun character that I wanted to introduce as an npc that you could totally play if you want yeah i'll do a one-off that sounds fun (laughs) and they'll like adventure with you like for one one day or something that could be fun and since we're doing it remotely like who cares like you're 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 just as in the present as everyone else is you know yeah that's true yeah let's do that that'd be fun you have to role play this character really well We'll see, because I'm not good at all kind of okay, character. Okay, I'll, like, I'll show you after this. I'll show you. I'm not going to give it away, because some people that uh, play sometimes listen to the show. Um, but I'll t- I'll message you the like character. Okay, I'll tell you if I can or not. You could be like, I'll play this guy or not. It could be really fun. Um, but anyway, so that's... All right, I forgot, I forgot the whole week thing. So Sunday, I play D&D remotely with uh, our podcast friend. Uh, Monday... Mm-hmm. I skipped D&D, but we played it Tuesday. And Monday, I think I just watched TV. Didn't do anything. Worked. Tuesday, I played my campaign of D&D. The party got very lost. They didn't know what they were doing. Uh, it was very frustrating. Very frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. Um, they had a very long combat encounter, which was way too long because the wizard... Didn't mean for it to be that long. The wizard decided to like reanimate five skeletons... And they were part of combat. And they weren't, like, good, but they were really hard to kill. 
So yeah. it just made everything take longer because there's five yeah. extra turns. You know what I mean? So it's Final Fantasy VII Remastered. <laughs> yes. It's just like, <laughs> why is this taking so long? Like, this should have taken like 10 minutes, took like 45. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, so that was a little frustrating, but it's fine. They finished it. Uh, now they saw like this really scary NPC who may or may not kill them next session. Wednesday, which was yesterday, right? Yes, that's right. Wednesday. Oh, Monday. I forgot. I started playing the Final Fantasy VIII rem- uh, remaster uh, on a whim. It was on Switch for $20, and I was like, I'm getting it. And then Wednesday, I continued playing that, and I uh, ate tacos for dinner. Oh, that sounds good. And then today, I worked, and that was it, I think. Yeah, then here we are. Here we are. And I just realized my, hold on, my laptop is on, and I'm not plugged into the wall. <laughs> okay, I'm plugged in now. We're good. Just didn't want to lose battery mid episode. Um. Anyway, so how was your week? What did you do? My week. Do you want me to start on Sunday too? Start on Sunday, unless there's something important Saturday that gives context to Sunday. I would say start on Sunday. There's not. <laughs> um, there could be. There, there wasn't. There wasn't anything there. Okay. Like mine was, I ordered dinner Saturday night. That was an important, you know, part of. Yeah. Uh, so Sunday was Mother's Day. So I oh, did a, yes. I did a drive-by Mother's Day <laughs> for two different houses. Uh huh. And I know there's more to the day than just doing one thing, but I only did one thing that day. That's, That's all what I you did. did. So what is yeah. a drive-by of Mother's Day? Um, you drive to the person's house. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you're supposed to wear a mask or not. I did, even though I was in the middle of the street. And then you say, happy Mother's Day. It's good to see you. To your mother. Yes. And she comes outside, I'm assuming. Yeah, and you do it for the grandmother, too, if they're in the vicinity. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's what I did. Mm -hmm. So did you talk with your mom and grandmother? Um, Yeah, for a little bit. From from the street? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Okay, cool. We had a small conversation. Yeah, I actually, I met up with my sister to do this, and we kind of did it as a team. Mm. Like me, my sister, her husband, mm. and just like my my mom was there, and then my dad was there, and we all just kind of did a quarantine Mother's Day. That's cool. Yeah, it was okay. It was weird. <laughs> Sounds a little weird. Because <laughs> normally you just go into your mother and father's house and be like, happy Mother's yeah. Day. And then maybe you would, like, like, eat dinner eat or something. Eat a meal, yeah. I give them a hug and eat a meal and spend a few hours, you know, and then go home. Yeah. But you're like, happy Mother's Day. I love you. Bye. Yeah. I'm in the street, so I guess I better move. <laughs> There's someone that wants to get around me, so I need to go. Bye. Yeah. That's a sort of awkward. That was fun. Or whatever. Did your mother appreciate it? Really? Yes, good. I did good. That's good. That's good. You responsibly on... celebrated Mother's Day. Yes. Then on Monday, I went to work, mm-hmm. and after work, I had some new books delivered. Mm-hmm. So after work, I started reading, mm-hmm. and I I decided I was going to clean up my diet on Monday because I had a. I usually like to start stuff like that when I have something to occupy myself. Oh, like a book. Think. Yeah, yeah, like a book. I got a book in the mail. You're like distracting yourself with yeah. a book while eating healthy. 
Yeah, I always start like a healthy program the day I get something that I can focus on. That you can engage in. Yeah. That's really smart. Otherwise, you can't do it. That's actually really smart. Because yeah. otherwise you'd get like bored and you'd be like, well, what am I doing? Oh, I guess I'll eat something really bad for me. <laughs> yeah. What what winds up happening is I'll hold out and hold out. And then eventually I just, I hit my limit. Mm-hmm. And then I wind up eating a lot more unhealthy stuff than yeah. I would have if I just would have like ignored dieting for the whole day to begin with. Yeah. Like I wind up doing more damage by trying by to trying do something. trying to do good. Yeah. yeah. But if I have something to distract myself, that that usually works pretty good. So I think you tweeted this to me. You were reading uh, Three Body Problem. Is that what it's called? Yes. I can't say his name. I think it's um, Liu Sixin. It's a good Chinese Chinese guy or something. Yeah, Yeah, he's a Chinese guy. Uh And it was good? I started reading that. And I read from about... I got off work at like 5.30, read from then until about 10.30. Wow, that's a lot of reading. Then I took two melatonin gummies and went to sleep. Nice. And then the next day I went to work, worked till 5.30, and then read till 10.30. Nice. <laughs> and took two melatonin gummies and, and went, went to sleep. sleep. Yeah. Next and day. then Wednesday... you did the same thing you went to work you got home you read till 10 30 took two melatonin and went to sleep and now here we here are here we are here we are and you finished the book yeah i finished the book last night and fortunately i ordered the boxed set so i have another one to go when oh, we're done a, here it's a series yeah oh how many books are there three okay so it's a trilogy so you got two more books to go yep nice and I'm hoping that will be enough distraction to get through the the problem area of, of the, the diet, like the first of couple the diet. weeks. Yeah, where yeah, it's tough. the first week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's usually easy. After Maybe you that. could try to stretch the second book out a little longer. You know, I can't do it. <laughs> Three days is a little really quick to read a book. Yeah, these are not short books, too. No, I know. When you said 4.30 to 10 and it took you three days, I deduced that they were pretty long because <laughs> yeah. normal people, a normal person would get through uh, um, like a pretty small book in that time, but this sounds like it's like 500 pages or something. Maybe. Yeah, it's like four, 460. 460, yeah. Um, that's cool that you have two more more books. How was the book? It was great. I it was really fun to read. I haven't read a fun book in was it, in months. It's sci-fi, right? Kind yeah, of. it's like a sci-fi thriller. I like sci-fi thrillers. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll read this. I don't really like series that much, but if it's a trilogy, then I know there's like an end to it. You know? Yeah. So like, that's fine. Like Lord of the Rings or whatever. Like I know there's an end to the story. But like book series, it's like, oh, we're on the twelfth book. It's like, okay, no, I'm not going to start that series because I'm never going to get through the end of it. But having finished it, I can tell you that you can just read the first book, and you, like, if you wanted to, you could choose to read the second one. But it's pretty self-contained. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to order it. I was telling you today, I was going to order a couple books, and I think I'm going to do that. And like some other book you recommended me, and there's another book someone recommended me that I'm going to read. I don't know. They're in my Amazon wish list. So, yep, it's, it's going to happen. Oh, and I'm 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 going to read The Exorcist again because Ooh, cool. I bought it at like half price books, and I like The Exorcist. Have you ever read The Exorcist, the book? I have not. No, it's good. Uh, I read it when I was like 
younger and obsessed with The Exorcist. Um, it's like similar to the movie, but they go into a lot more detail about like the nature of the Pazuzu or whatever, the demon, you know. Yeah, it's kind of like a like a horror mystery, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's a good genre. It I, is. There should be more books in horror mystery genre, don't you think? Yeah, there should. Sounds great. And then if anybody the, knows of any, I'm looking for them. <laughs> yeah, and then the other book um, is called Legion, which is written by the same guy who made The Exorcist, which is a horror mystery. That's like 100% horror mystery. And it's, um, you would actually probably like it because it's very, it reminds me almost of Thomas Harris, like Red Dragon and Hannibal and stuff. Oh, those books were good. I read those when I was in high school. Because, like, okay, so think of, like, Hannibal, but, like, with a super, with the Exorcist-style supernatural twist. So it's, like, there's a serial killer out there. Someone's trying to figure out who they are. The only way they can figure it out is if they talk to this one psychotic guy who might be possessed by a demon. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's cool. That sounds super cool. Yeah, it's a neat book. Um, I haven't read the whole thing. Um, I've seen the movie. Uh, which is really good and i like read like the first couple chapters like a while ago but then i like got really sick or something and i like stopped reading but i'm gonna start it again so anyway let me know i'll, I'll read i'll read any book okay. I mean, yeah i've been you know going to the library was my thing for a long time but now i've had to resort to ordering stuff on amazon yeah. which feels bad it, it like i know that's killing the book industry by ordering books on amazon but yeah. Like, what am I going to do? Like, you have no other choice. You can't really yeah. do anything else. What they should start doing is having, like, sanitized lending libraries that they, like, put in every neighborhood. Do you know what that is? So I've, it's like, yeah, it's like, I've seen a cabinet of books yeah. in a neighborhood before. Yeah, it's like a little box, and people put books in there, and, like, they share them. And, like, obviously we would have to sanitize them pretty good but like wouldn't that be cool like you avoid the library you don't have to go to people but like you go in there and then maybe there's like 10 books in there but it's like neighborhood picks it's like this guy really likes this book and he is done with it so he's putting it at the lending library and then you take it and you read it like i don't know i think that's the alternative here that we could we could establish these like little you know um what's the word little like spontaneous libraries community cultural community cultural centers libraries yeah like in our neighborhood or whatever yeah i like that idea it makes have you ever been to the wine store and you you don't know what to buy but there are stickers next to certain wines and it's like joe recommends jeff's pick and you're like jeff i that sounds great and he like describes he's like floral and fruity and you're like that sounds good jeff thanks whatever that means yeah i know nothing about wine do you know how i pick out wine I pick the pic, like I, I go by the employee pick, and I pick the picture that I think I would be good friends with. <laughs> You're like Judy looks cool. I'm gonna I can get her. along with Judy. She I'm seems go she seems all right. Yeah. <laughs> I bet I like, she picks a good wine. I like that strategy. That's good. <laughs> Judy's probably a good wine picker. Yeah. That's Keith, mm-mm, no. No, he doesn't look Keith's like, he looks wine, like a I can biker. Tell it sucks. I don't want to drink that wine. No, yeah. that's probably too robust for <laughs> me, you know. Uh, I don't know how I pick wine. I think I go by, like, the flavor descriptions, but, like, I don't really know what I'm reading. So I'm just like, mm, that sounds good, and I don't really know what it means. Like, it's, like, yeah. fruity, earthy, you know. Uh, Leathery, tobacco. Acidic, 
you know, tobacco, fresh. And you're like, some of the words you're like, oh, that sounds nice. And then I'll just buy it and I'll drink it and I'll be like, I don't taste any of these flavors, but maybe I like the wine, you know, like, I don't know. Like, it's basically just a crapshoot at that point. Um, but, yeah, that's how I buy my wine. They don't have any pictures of the employees on mine, though. They have their names, but not their pictures. So Pick the name you like the most, then. Okay. I know that's really judgy, but... That's hard, though, right? Because then I'm just going to pick the coolest name. Like, if there's, like, a Bugenhagen. Or like Albus. A, or, like, a Nathaniel <laughs> or something. Yeah. Like, I'm going to just pick his wine over anyone else's, you know? Well, his wine's probably better with a name like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like Joe, uh, Carol... Uh, Lonegrin, and you're like, well, I'm going with Lonegrin, you know. Aloysius, you know, definitely going with his wine yeah. over everyone else's. Make up stories in your head about people about why they like this kind of wine, and they're like really cool stories. Mm-hmm. It's like this guy probably is really into uh, Chinese. Oh, this is gonna be racist. I was th- it's okay. I'm trying to think of some like weird hobby, and I don't know why I said Chinese, but I'm sure there's like a Chinese card magic or something. I don't know if that exists, but you know what I mean? Like some. Yeah. Yeah. He could be a magician. That's why he works at the wine store. Yeah, he's a wine magician. You know, and I, I trust <laughs> magicians with wine for some reason. Yeah. You know, you know, Carol might just be like a, you know, I don't know. She just like. She likes to knit or something. Like I'm not into knitting, but I'm into magic. Yeah, so, Carol. You know. Not to offend any Carols out there, but that seems like someone who works at the DMV. Yeah. Well, she works at the wine store too. But like DMV wine store, and she knits. Like that's her personality. It's like that's fine, but like that's not the wine I'm interested in. You know, I want Aloysius the Great, magician's wine. You know, I want his recommended one. You know. And on the weekends, he plays chess in the park. You know what I mean? Like, that's the guy's wine that I want. Yeah, same. Right? Even though he probably drinks bad wine because he's in the park, like, playing. He probably drinks it out of a bag while he's playing yeah, chess. Yeah, it's probably really bad. Yeah. Carol probably has way better tasted wine than he does. But She probably does. I mean, I'm going to buy this wine anyway because it sounds cooler. What are you going to do? Uh, you want to get into some Reddits? Sure. Okay. My first Reddit is posted by you Boston JT nineteen ninety four, and he asks, "How would you describe your sense of humor?" In like a couple words, you know, you can't like go on a novel about it. Um, dark and silly. Dark and silly. Yeah, I could see that. Your humor is dark. I don't know how to describe my sense of humor, so I'm going to ask you to describe it for me, because I can't really quantify it. Is it also dark and silly, or is it different? I feel like it's slightly different than yours. It is. But it's there. We, we sh- it's similar. Yeah, we're pretty good at making each other laugh, so I should understand your humor, but I don't know how to describe it. I don't know either. You, when you laugh the hardest, it's usually at ridiculous things. <laughs> That's true. Like, like unexpected. Pr- yeah, like things that are preposterous make mm-hmm. you laugh the most. Yes. But like everyday jokes, you kind of you're kind of like kind of dry and mm-hmm. 
you do like sarcasm and irony, but like when you laugh hard, like really hard, it's usually ridiculous. someone doing something ridiculous. Yeah. So maybe like sarcastic and preposterous would be the two words. Yeah, that's that's pretty good actually. Sarcastic and productive. And you're dark and silly. There you go. We did it. Two words. Nailed it. And it's done. Uh, do you have any other like Reddit advice questions for us? I do. I've got a few. Okay, let's. I'm, I'm interested in them. Okay, uh, this was asked by Bejewel. Thanks, Thank Bejewel. You, Bejewel. She says... Sounds like uh, a demon in an exorcist movie. <laughs> I don't know why I'm assuming it's a girl, Bejewel. but... Um, uh, she says, I'm moving into a two-bedroom basement apartment in June with my boyfriend and his friend. Okay. Uh, w- wondering if there's anything I should know before moving in, especially when it comes to upstairs tenants. Oh, is someone being upstairs or something? Have you ever heard of a basement apartment where there are upstairs tenants? So they're moving, these three are moving into a basement together, and there's going to be people upstairs, like above. That, that are, it sounds like the people upstairs are their landlords. Yeah, that's weird. It so, sounds like she's moving into like someone's. Basement. You know when people say like a basement gamer, it sounds like they're moving into someone else's. But it's ba- not like, just her; it's her and her boyfriend and friend are all moving yeah. into the basement. Um, yeah, I have some advice for this. Uh, don't do this. This is a terrible idea. Yeah, uh, I don't know what your advice is. First of all, it's a two-bedroom apartment, and there's three of them moving in, so she's going to have to share a bedroom with her boyfriend which probably isn't a problem but there's also going to be the friend there who's going to be a third wheel and and you're in a basement and there's people above you and you it the thing about a basement is you can't leave without going <laughs> that's, upstairs. that's what i was saying like you can't escape like if you're a boyfriend and or the friend are annoying you you can't just like leave the apartment because you're in a basement you have to like go through the main room which more people might be in you know you can't just like leave anytime you want that's the problem yeah that sounds not cool i don't like this i don't like this at all also don't ever move in with your boyfriend and somebody else that's a recipe for disaster yeah that's terrible i mean the problem with that is if your boyfriend and you have a fight that person's gonna feel really weird yeah. And then they're going to have to take sides. And that's going to lead to like a strain in all three of your relationship. You know what I mean? And you're going to hate each other by the end of it. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, because inevitably... You do a, a different apartment with just your boyfriend. With just your boyfriend, you yeah. Because having to take sides is going to happen in that situation. It's not going to be fun. Um, yeah. So I just... Just your boyfriend, no basement. That's my, that's my advice. I think it's good advice. Yeah. Uh, all right, my turn, and then we'll go back to you. Okay. Unless you have a different set of advice for this person. Um, I don't. I think that's really good advice. Okay. Because I just think that's, I don't know, I think that's an awkward situation for everybody. Even if it were an above-ground normal apartment, just don't go with an extra, yeah, a plus one. It just seems, it just seems awkward. <laughs> and especially not a, a basement apartment. Yeah, especially <laughs> <laughs> just sounds weird, basement apartment. Um, the Theo asks, what's something you started saying ironically, but now say unironically all the time? Ooh, lots of stuff. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, 
So I say it is what it is a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And I started saying that ironically because it's such like a stupid, like, everyone says it. Like, you know, it's like a just a cliche, you know, of like, Something bad happened, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm like, it is what it is. <laughs> and, but now I just say it all the time, unironically. Like, I do believe it is what it is. I, I, like, believe in the phrase, you know, the power of saying it is what it is. You know, it's yeah. just, that's the way the cookie crumbles. It's the same kind of, <laughs> you know, it's the same sentiment. It's just like, that's the way life is. Sorry, the end, you know. And I just say yeah. it unironically all the time now. Stupid. Ready for this? Yeah. I'm ready At the end this. of the day, it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, it's true though, and it's so stupid, but it's absolutely true. Oh God, is that what you say? At the end of the day, At, I say. At the end of the day, it is what it is. You say that? Yeah. No, I, I don't have. I. I mean, I. I probably do say that actually. So, do you have uh, any unironic uh, or things you used to say ironically, not say unironically? A lot of greetings I use, mm-hmm. I started using ironically, and then like they what? progressed. Like, what's up? I never used to say that, mm-hmm. but now I say it to everybody. Do you say howdy sometimes? Yeah, I say howdy, too. <laughs> I say that, too, and I used to say it, like, as a joke, like, howdy, ha, 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 but now I'm just like, howdy, you know, <laughs> just like, straight up, I'm just saying howdy. Uh, greetings are a good example, because there's a lot of, like, dumb, ironic greetings. Yeah. What's happening, yo? Or like, there was a period where I said yo. I don't say that anymore because it's not good. I but. started saying like dope, ironically, like haha, oh, that's yeah, dope. dope. And that's now sick. I, and now I say it not ironically. Like I literally say dope. Now. Yeah, I'm stoked. I I started saying that ironically. <laughs> yeah, and I, now I love just, that word. Now you're like dope. Uh, stoked i'm stoked i love no, it it's like i'm actually really stoked <laughs> stoked about this bro yeah it's, it's it's dope i feel like i say yolo unironically now too <laughs> i like, say it too it's so stupid but like when the first when the phrase first came out i was like this is the dumbest thing ever and then i started saying it ironically as a joke and now i literally just say if someone's about to do something stupid i'm just like yolo like i'll say that unironically now stupid but whenever i hear something new that people say my my gut reaction is always oh that's embarrassing no one would ever say that and then Mm -hmm. the next step is of course you start saying it ironically to be funny and then it's Mm -hmm. like no wait there's there's something to that i want to keep saying this and then you're like i like this phrase actually this is cool i don't i don't have a problem with this at all why can't i just think it's cool at first though it's because I don't know. Do we have to wait until after people stop using it? <laughs> there's like a there's like a threshold where you're like, this isn't cool, but it is ironic, so I'll say it. And then somewhere along the line, your brain figures out. Like I think it's through repetition, where you're just like, okay, this is this is not ironic anymore. This is actually something to say, you know. But I don't know how long that takes for people. I think it's different for everybody else. Yeah. Mine is surprisingly fast. So I'll just have to say it like a few times and then my brain will be like, yep, this is this is the thing now. This is something you say. What what can make it happen faster is if someone that I like says it and it's like, okay, well, they said it. That means it's okay. That's what happened with dope. Yeah. Yep. Because I used to say it ironically and then someone 
that I was friends with said it unironically, and I was like, I guess dope is a real word that I'm going to use now. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I think with the the greetings, it's the same kind of thing. Like if other if you hear other people saying sup and howdy, then you're just like, this is normal. This is not ironic. This is regular. Yeah. And then you just do it. Maybe I've secretly been wanting to say howdy, even though I like outwardly think that it's embarrassing. Yep. Yep. It's like, ooh, someone I like said it. Now I have an excuse now to I say it. Now I have an excuse it. to I'm say so it, and it's not weird for me to say it because they yeah. just said it earlier. Yeah. It's perfect. Howdy is a good example. Um, all right, your turn. Okay. Uh, we did the TV one. This one's asked by Dragon Fruit Toast. Thanks, Dragon Thanks, Fruit Dragon Toast. Fruit Toast. Uh, they say, so because of being stuck at home, I thought it would be a good idea to buy 2,000 sticky notes and put them on my walls. Oh my god. I have written a lot of quotes suggested by family and friends, yet I need help filling the rest of them. If anyone has any good quotes or ideas of what to write, please let me know. Thanks. So we're going to give them quotes. Yeah. It is what it is. At the end of the day, it is what it is. That's a great one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the quote. That's what he can put on his wall. And howdy and YOLO and uh, so. Put... Okay, if you had a 2,000 <laughs> sticky note wall, that's a lot. Like, you would run out of things that are actually cool to put on there after so, a while. So, have you ever, like, bought a diary or journal, and you're like, I'm going to fill this thing with my thoughts. It's going to be great. And then you got, like, three page, pages in, and you're like, oh, no, I'm out of things to write about. <laughs> and then you just never write anything in it again. That's yeah. like this sticky note situation. You, you're you on the wall, and you're like, oh, this is going to be so cool. I'm going to write all my favorite quotes. And after you do, like, 20, you're like, oh, oh, no. Oh no, you know. And I think that's the situation this guy's probably in now. And then you start writing stuff like YOLO. I, I would. That, I would write stuff like that. On yeah, my he's literally asking Reddit for quotes because he's ran out already. You know. So. Yeah. Do you have a quote you like? Other than at the end of the day, it is what it is. <laughs> um. Yeah, I have some quotes that I like. I don't know. You know what I would write? What would you write? When the going gets tough, the tough gets going. (laughs) Uh, We could just choose like the most cliche of all the quotes in the world. I don't remember. I have some that I like. I don't know off the top of my head. I really like it is what it is. It's so stupid, but I like it. Uh, I like all things must pass. That's a good quote. Just enjoy the sentiment. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't have any like life quotes that are like really oh that was so good yeah you know? all my favorite quotes are either like kind of silly or kind of depressing oh i would write the quote from ubik on there which is uh uh what is it there are a few uh i don't remember i have to look it up really fast because it's really funny Oh, I don't remember where it is. Oh, it's, uh, no, I don't remember what it is. Oh, it's okay. Philip K. Dick was really quotable. He has some awesome, awesome quotes. A Scanner Darkly has some of my favorite quotes from any book ever. 
there's one I don't remember what it is, but I would write something like that. Some probably like some uh, some quotes from books that I enjoy because they're fun. Uh, yeah, because they're fun. Oh, I it's uh, I... I got it. Oh, it's go lean over the bowl and take a dive. All of you are dead. I am alive. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say I would never make a sticky note wall. That's not the kind of no, person I am. No, that's a terrible idea. It it if would be cool for like five minutes. Yeah. If I had a sticky note wall, it would make me nervous every day that I looked at it. Because you're not filling it out, or no, just the idea of having a bunch of quotes on the wall oh. that that I wrote. What if someone it, came over? Like, <laughs> like they would be able to read everything you wrote, and they would judge every single one of them. They'd be like, "You picked this quote, really? This one." You know, that you wrote it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, you wrote at the end of the day, it is what it is. That's the quote you picked. Real deep. It's like, wow, that's that's something. And then you'd have all these song lyrics of songs you like that the other person would probably think are really lame. Like, wow, yeah. this is really stupid. You know, it's like half of them are Radiohead. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> it's just a great way for people that are visiting your house to judge you. You know, and that's that freaks me out. I would never do that. If I saw a sticky note wall in someone's house, I would probably ask him if everything was all right with them. Yeah. Like, you doing this? You doing, you doing okay? You, Is uh, it all right? Having, a, having an all right one here? I see you've written on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I see you've taken a lot of time with the sticky notes here. Uh, all right, I have another Reddit. Okay. And I think you might be the target audience for this one. Uh, uterus excluderus. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I can't say it. <laughs> it's a I'm Harry sorry. Potter spell. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uterus <laughs> excluderus. Why the? Oh, that does sound like Harry. It sounds like a like an anti-pregnancy. <laughs> oh <spell>. no! <laughs> Instead of birth, oh, of birth control, they go uterus excluderus. <laughs> That's how they would do it in Harry Potter, though, because they don't do like science. Everything spells, so literally their birth yeah. control would be uterus excluderus. You cast it, and it's only temporary. It comes back. Yeah, it's like for 24 hours or something, you know? Yeah. So, like, right before you do the deed, you go, uterus excluderus. <laughs> you know, the woman does uterus excluderus. And you got to, like, point it at your parts, too. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uterus excluderus <laughs> writes, People who sleep naked, what's your plan in case of any sort of emergency? Like fire or murder? Don't you sleep naked? I don't have a plan. You do sleep naked, though, don't you? I do, yeah. Okay. So there's no plan? No, there's no plan. Do you leave your, like, clothes nearby? Like, could you I get d- them very qu- quickly? I could run to my closet, but... But, like, take like when you take off your clothes at night to go to bed, do you, like, put them... Are they on the floor? Like, are they laying on the floor? Or do you have, like, a hamper in another room or a closet or whatever? There's a hamper in my room that I throw them in. 
Okay, so you'd have to scramble to the hamper or the closet to, like, get dressed, basically. If there was a fire or a murder, it would be tough. I would probably run outside with a blanket on. (laughs) You'd wrap yourself in the blanket. Yeah. I mean, that's a plan, though. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I would do. And this might be... I don't think it's embarrassing. I have a frozen blanket. That's my favorite blanket. (laughs) Like from the movie? Yes, the movie Frozen. I have a frozen blanket. <laughs> okay. It's my favorite blanket. It's so comfortable. So you'd I would run probably wrap myself in that. And then you'd you'd let it go, go as they say. Yeah, and let it go. Run out in the night in your frozen blanket. And see, people would judge you, but it's a fire. No one cares, right? Yeah, my life was in danger. Do you think when people are, are in life or death situations like that, they are secretly judging other people, like, in their decisions. Like, I've always thought about this, and we don't have a lot of time left, but we can jump into this really quick, and maybe we can talk mm-hmm. about it another day. But, like, so you know how, like, when you are when you see people on the street, you always, everyone, no matter who you are, you're always kind of judging them. Like, oh, that person looks smart, or that person looks dumb, or that person looks strong, mm-hmm. or that person looks scary or that you know looks like that person likes good wine yeah likes good wine (laughs) they have good taste in music they have bad taste in music they drive a douchey car i don't know you're always making snap judgments of people and you're always kind of like analyzing like what kind of person is this and it's like oh that's embarrassing i can't believe they're eating that or i can't believe they're wearing that shirt or da 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 do you think in like a life or death situation uh like if you're in a situation where like let's say the titanic is going down you're on the titanic and instead of people wearing suits they're wearing like clothes people wear now right yeah so like you're all falling off the boat and you're like scrambling do you think in that moment people are doing the same thing as they normally do they like look at a person they never see and they're like this person's like i don't like the way they dress or whatever you know or do you think like the 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 chaos is like preventing people from doing that yeah like the series the moment is so serious that you i mean it yeah. It wouldn't really make sense to judge someone based off a silly hat. Right. So, like, do you think people still do? Like, do you think that's still something that goes through, like, a human's mind in that situation? Or does that just, like, is that part of the brain just shut off? I've not really been in one, but I bet they do. You bet they still judge? Yep. Yeah, I bet so, too. And I've always kind of wondered that, because, like, I've had weird thoughts where I'm, like, on a bus or something, and I'll look at somebody and be like, that guy looks really weird. I don't like, I don't like his demeanor. Or whatever. And then I thought to myself, like, what if a zombie apocalypse happened right now on this train? Would I still be having these same thoughts of this guy, like, while I'm running away? Like, maybe. Like, I don't know. You know, it's an interesting, yeah. interesting question. You, you, It's probably still useful to judge people because, I mean, a weird hat. I don't want someone in a weird hat helping me survive, you know? Mm-hmm. I would like someone without a weird hat on to help me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe someone with a firefighter hat. Like, <laughs> Maybe someone, of... that, someone that knows what they're doing. No, it's definitely yeah. useful to judge people still. I'm just talking about like really petty, you know, superficial judgments. Of, like, yeah. Most you fall, as you're falling bad. off the Titanic, there's a guy wearing like <laughs> one of those bad polo shirts. And... Yeah. And you're like, he looks like a douchebag. And you're like, ah, you know, like as you're, <laughs> as you're falling or whatever there's a guy like in a nickelback shirt and you're like oh what a terrible taste in music as you're like falling to your death 
Ooh, you know, Creed? Like, seriously? <laughs> Creed? Like, wouldn't that, how awful would that be? Like, your last thought as you're dying is like you're falling off the Titanic. You see a guy in a Creed shirt and you're like, what terrible taste in music. And then smack, you hit the ocean <laughs> and you die instantly. Like, that's your last thought going through your head. That's kind of funny, though. But, like, the thing about humans is, like, you can't really control this, you know? Like, yeah. you can't control seeing a person and not judging them. Like, your brain just immediately, like, thinks of these things. And I'm kind of wondering if, like, your brain does that in survival situations or not. You know? And it's not even about judgment. Like, almost just about, like, like, reading people in such a superficial, stupid way. And, like, do you have time to do that in a survival situation? And wouldn't yeah. it be weird to do that, like, while falling off the Titanic, you know? And I don't yeah. know. I don't know the answer. You can kind of take that further. Like, it, if we weren't so comfortable all the time, like, if there were actual mm-hmm. danger in our lives, would we still judge people as much? I, yeah. I personally think we would. But. Yeah, I think so, too. It's just, it's it's a weird thought. Because, like, yeah. you're about to die, and you, like, see someone on the street, and you're like, that guy looks sketchy, you know? Or something, I don't know, you know? Even though I think people would continue to judge each other, and I think I would, I, I really think I would. I, I have this idea that that's the wrong thing to do. Oh no, no, I agree, and that's what I, that's why I'm saying I think it's so weird because I think it's definitely a wrong thing to do in that situation, but I think people will still do it. Yeah, like I'd feel bad for doing it while I'm dying. I'd be like, don't I have other things to think about right now? And then I just die. You know, but, I don't know. Creed's pretty bad. <laughs> 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 on that note who's our sponsor today bad snacks our sponsor today is uh red turmeric brand chewing gum uh when you're feeling something extra spicy is turmeric spicy? i don't know uh and you want to choose something choose red turmeric uh remember when you're feeling uh kind of uh sad uh don't feel too bad. There you go. Good night, everyone. Drive safely. Thanks. Bye. Bye.